Hi there, you're listening to Broadcast Commissioning Chats, the podcast delivered to you by the Commissioner Index. Hi there, I'm Hannah Bowler, Senior Media Researcher for the Commissioner Index. Today I'm catching up with Diana Carter, Commissioning Editor and Head of Talent at A&E Networks UK. Diana looks after a portfolio of channels including History, Crime Investigation and Free-to-Air Channel Blaze. Before we get stuck in, Di, how have you been coping? Oh, the first question on everyone's lips, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm doing okay, but like I was saying to a friend earlier, we've all had to sort of self-mark. Yeah. So actually, I might think I'm doing okay, and someone else could go, oh, she's, you know, she's mad as a box of frogs. But I think I'm all right. How are you? Good. Yes, great. Let's get stuck in then. So firstly, kind of how have you adapted to taking pictures remotely? And are you asking anything different from producers at this time? Uh, really good question. I mean, actually, this, this kind of current climate has really thrown into very acute awareness about how well and how equipped our business was and is in dealing with this. We've got several international offices, so we were always kind of very agile, they call it at work. We we're always dealing with remote work to some degree and likewise with our local producers here in the UK you know we'd off, we will always say to producers and we will always continue to say to producers now more than ever you know you tell us how you want to work you're the producer you're the ones with the ideas and the stories and the gold dust if you want a video call like I did with a, a, an indie a couple of weeks ago let's do that because you can't quite make it to the office and the slots don't work if you want to email email if you want to uh, come in for coffee, come in for coffee, obviously that's slightly on the back burner for the moment. So we will always look to producers and ask our producers to come to us in the way they want to. We are always very remote in some way, shape or form. So actually our work and our business has been so brilliant in caring for us and looking after us, setting people up with the, with the resources they need to work remotely that actually we kind of had already done a test run you know, three weeks ago or so. And so we hit the ground running, which I was I was amazed about, you know, the grace with which our teams set us on our way in terms of remote working was really kind of quite powerful to watch, to be honest. And has anything changed about um, the way that you're developing and, and shows that you're reviewing at the moment? Has the virus and the social distancing impacted the projects that you're reviewing at the moment? There's definitely, you know, we're really lucky in that, you know, we've got several in production. We were in the process of accepting several we had you know um we've got some anniversary and anniversary series for BE day coming up and so we were in the middle of accepting that which we're really looking forward to so uh, in terms of accepting and in terms of uh, in production and in gestation and all of those things actually really very little has been impacted obviously the productions like many 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 people in the indie community and, and broadcast impacted community currently have had to take stock for sure. But you know what, you know, brilliantly, everybody and, you know, the producers that we work with, that we're lucky enough to work with are just, just so brilliant. So everyone just takes a breath. Uh, they go away. We retreat to corners. We figure out how can we make that schedule work? Okay, if we push that a little bit there, what does it do for TX? And actually, it's it's telly. And so, we, you know, everything's doable. Uh, we can figure out everything. And again, we're still kind of going, well, we might be able to shoot in in August but we don't know that so we're willing to we're willing to go on that roller coaster with that producer we know that they're, you know they're second to none so uh, we're just we're all able to sort of batten down the hatches a little bit and sit and let this play out knowing that our desire our intent 
and our contract allows us to come back in and pick everything up. So we're ticking over a couple of things. All the pre-production that's going into it at this stage while, while people are self-isolated is immense. And you know, from everything I'm hearing, contributors, for example, are reciprocating really, really positively. Everyone's still talking. Everyone's still active in, in doing what they were doing. I think, if anything, the pre-production on the shows that are in production is just all the more richer for it in some ways. You can get more board. detailed because well, it's yeah. got a bit more time. 100%. We always used to say you know, there was lots of series I've done in the past where we kind of go, oh, if we could actually just kind of go into that contributor or that talent's home for three weeks without turning on a camera just to get the relationship started, that mm. would just be like fantastic. And actually bizarrely ironically that's kind of what we're doing at this point and I think part of you know the, especially the more sensitive contributor relationships or talent that needs to understand what our brands are doing and you know that gives us time to really kind of develop that trust and I think that will absolutely pay dividends on screen at the end of it so I think there's got to be advantages and there's got to be pluses to this situation and certainly that's got to be one of them. I suppose moving away a little bit from um, from Cronus, what are you currently looking for on, on both of your channels? And I guess for Blaze as well, where you have a quite uh, slightly different remit for that channel. Yeah, which is free to air. So it's, it kind of operates in its own beautiful solar system. We were always at a stage at this point in the year, we had basically, you know, quarter three and quarter four last year were insanely busy getting things through the door and so we always knew that quarter one quarter two would be what we thought would be very peaceful taking stock kind of <laughs> time um, because we've got so much content ready for quarter one two three so we're in a, a really good position that we've got you know things coming in like i said the be the be day anniversaries and we've got a few things in production which are mildly impacted at this stage and we have just uh, we're in the process of, of putting through a green light, which actually got got given the, the tick to go ahead four or five days ago. So, you know, we aren't kind of going to start putting significant sums of money down on the table tomorrow, for sure. Okay. So in terms of what we're looking for, we're looking, you know, that we're just being transparent, probably more like TX for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, obviously onwards next, next year. Having said that, if, you know, a series taking nine months to make, as in lockdown till goodness knows when at this stage, you know, time is not going to be wasted in that respect. So the best, the best way I can answer that question actually is just to go back to what our brands are. We don't need to be um, part of the commentary on the current crisis as far as yeah. our brands go. We have had a couple of pictures in, in the last week or so which have tried to blend crime or history with um, corona. You know, never say never. But it's not kind of where our sweet spot is. Our brands, the brilliance of our brands is, is that we have these incredible, forensically creative teams who navigate to what our brands really are. Whether it's creative and marketing and press and all and research and all of these teams come together. We know what our brands do really, really well. And they tell stories. They tell the most <laughs> mind boggling fascinating engaging jaw-dropping stories which we can bring to the screen and they're often through a people's lens as, as Heather Jones our GM always says it's through a people's lens so we want the right people on those brands to tell those stories these are stories we're literally you know kind of just uh, desperate to tell because we know that when we get in the screen they'll be amazing so 
history is always looking for history like you've never heard it in a lesson it's immersive it's interactive dan corn vp of programming always goes disruptive and i love that word for it because it really sums it up you know i think people think that history is you know men with beards in fields stroking spades and things like that. you know it's lust and drinking and sex and mistakes and battles and blood and 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 friend you know and romance it's that's better than fiction that's what we're looking for for history but make it immersive go that extra mile why is that viewer going to stay through right to the end give me a lesson that you i could learn probably off of google that's great that's probably more acquisition or pre-buy give us something that just gets under our skin a little bit with history blaze is kind of like a version of that but it's probably got a beard it's definitely got a beard it's tough jobs it's the hearty laughter it's gutsy laughter um it's ballsy it's it's brazen it's transactional and crime the middle child she is a really wistful bunch she's true crime she's told with you know the C, crime investigation ci does it in a premium way you know it's aesthetic for something like true crime is unparalleled i'm gonna say it. um you know because it's just told less is more we don't do salacious we don't do tabloid we're not doing it for horror or to you know shock value we're doing it because these stories you can learn something from these stories and that's why we get you know the victims families taking part the experts who solved that case taking part police forces taking part and celebrities alike on that channel because they are passionate about true crime like most of us currently and these stories need to be told because it might just change the way that you live and so the best way i can answer the question about what we're looking for is about those are our brands those are our stalls come and tell us what you think we should put on them <laughs> That's the best way I could say it, really. When you said about celebrities on crime and investigation, yeah. then can you give me some examples of people we have worked with, or people? Yeah, with... and and who would work oh, well that maybe on yeah. your on your well, radar? Well, that's the thing. Actually, who works well? I'm gonna hand that gauntlet back to get back to any producer because I think when we look, you know, talent is one of the the main topics that every single person who has an opinion is has a place at the table. Who should that be? You come and tell us, and we'll play with you on that one for for you know hours. We've had Robbie Coltrane work with us. We've had Catherine Kelly, Joe Frost, Phil Glenister. We've had you know amazing contributors in that respect in terms of the people that we get to tell the stories and their reasons for wanting to tell them are really authentic you know Robbie's dad was a forensic surgeon so you kind of they all have a reason to be interested in it who we get to tell our stories on something like crime is such a joyous kind of thing to really be a part of because when you get someone who is authentically as passionate about telling those stories for all the right reasons as we are then it it gets really interesting who those people should be you know we've already we've got we're working with one talent at the moment who is all-round amazing actress from soap opera world and reality world but we're really open to offers and that's the thing you know if you're a producer and you're looking to pitch talent come and pitch it and we'll tell you instantly why we're not so sure they're right but we'll then come back to you with what about them or you know it, it could be a producer bringing us talent it could be that we add talent we added rick edwards to shows on on history so we'll add talent so it doesn't need to be attached in in a pitch in the instance 
No, if you know, if you have a look at our brands and, and tell us who you think should be telling our stories, because it will probably be someone we might not have thought of before, or you might have a relationship with that talent that we haven't got. But talent is, is really interesting because they're our storytellers. I was thinking about crime and investigation and kind of each true crime network has a very specific way that it approaches true crime. And I wondered if you could kind of define what that is for you in terms of how is it led? Is it forensic led? Is it emotion? I think it does depend on who's watching. My incredible boss Dan and I, you know, often will come at the crime from very different angles. He's incredibly intelligent thinker, cerebral, and I'll, I'll aspire to that. It's the, it's the story of how it's impacted the people. Well, he'll gather that up as well. But I'm like, that's where I'll go. That's where he'll go initially. And then we kind of come together and overlap. Crime for us, because we're, we're all really about true crime, we really need to tell that simply. Less is more. We don't really do recon unless, and okay, we don't do recon, recon unless it's symbolic and it's really carefully done because we find that disengages from the story. You know, we don't, we want the contributors to be that narrative spine to that. So it's really got to, you know, it's got to be the cop who solved the case. It's got to be the, the victim's family who were impacted. It's got to be um, storytellers that matter to that story because then it makes it personal. And those stories are so acutely personal so we we've got and we're also led by our, by our creative and, and our marketing team in terms of you know all of the the kind of the packaging and the trapping and the navigation the, the aesthetics of that channel are so well engineered and produced they are our second to none so for example we've got we've got a current initiative we're, we're partnering with refuge to look at ending domestic violence and abuse against women and children and and that's an incredibly hard thing to discuss and so the the approach to that has to be done really carefully both in terms of who you're talking to and how you're talking to them and how you you edit that piece together so that it's kind of respectful to that to that topic and and the creative team are literally i'm biased again but they're incredible and second to none so yes you know the aesthetic of crime is something to behold really is some for, for, for a genre that's you know can be quite harrowing so the one with refuge is that like a campaign as well it's a kind of it's a corporate social responsibility piece okay cool really seriously it happened from a meeting you know gosh i want to say it's about a year ago now and it's been on screen but it's not done a massive kind of launch and you know drum roll because we think the subject matter is a constant so we've presented and like everything on on crime investigation we present the facts you the viewer make up your mind about what you take from that we're not here to tell you what to think we're not here to tell you what to do but we want to just highlight this because we think it's important without wanting to make it sound too pious it's crime investigations way of giving back we've got to kind of use our platform in a way that we think is for good and that was one of our pieces and that's that's a that's an ongoing relationship with refuge it's, it's an ongoing it's a long-term two plus years uh, relationship that that is on air currently yeah it's amazing it's incredibly powerful and and like so many charities at this point in our current climate, you know, charities are definitely one of the um, industries which are being really hard hit because of things like London Marathon being cancelled and, you know, and things like that. And so charities are finding it really, really tough um, because obviously the focus is elsewhere. So it's important just to have, you know, to retain its place in our portfolio is really important to us as well. That's great. That's wonderfully put.
Mm. Um, I wondered kind of to, to round up if you had any advice for the production community at this time and I guess maybe to finish something you see that might be a, a positive that could come from some of this yeah, kind I mean, of darker gosh, time. That's a really good um, question because it's a topic which hopefully will start to get our heads around about what the positives are. I mean, like I say, the fact that we're being given enforced extra pre-production, I'm sure will pay off on screen down the line. I know it will because I've seen it in the past. I'm not anyone to give advice. What I would say on behalf of the A&E networks is, is that, you know, we have always taken our relationships with producers, big, small, in, independent, lone wolves as well as massive parent companies really seriously we have such devout respect for our producers in our community and fellow broadcasters alike actually so I guess our business structure has not changed if you want to pitch to us pitch to us find me yeah, diana.carter at anetworks.com because I'm one of your doorways into the portfolio we're so small at A&E in a bespoke fashion we're very live we're very agile do you know what get in touch with me and I can navigate you through where you need to be or could be so if you want to pitch to us bearing in mind the previous caveats pitch away like I said you know bear with us if you flood us with stuff now our shelves are, are well stocked but doesn't mean that a relationship can't be started and I think that's one of the pluses now is if you want to just reach out to say hello because you haven't got a relationship with us and that's something you can achieve while this lockdown's in place i'm more than happy to do that really you know so it's doing all of those things that will pay it forward to when we're through and out the other side our doors are still open come and have a virtual cup of tea with me because it would be nothing more than a pleasure and i know that it's incredibly tough for people either broadcaster or indie it's very daunting so to have the connection i think is a really useful thing and i am your girl for that so please don't hesitate and we will do our best to say hello with a cup of tea thanks for listening to broadcast commissioning chats don't forget to subscribe via any of the major platforms we'll be back soon with more but in the meantime the latest commissioning briefs can be found on broadcastintel.com